Hey y'all, I'm Kendallin. And I'm Brandy. And this is God and Lemonade. The podcast that talks about all the sweet and sour things that happen to us and how God is in the center of it all. Let's get to it. Hey girl, hey. Hey. What's <laughs> up, Ken? Nothing, girl. You know, just trying to live my life. All right. Well, today we're going to talk about being young. Mm-hmm. Single, <laughs> living for God. Yeah, trying to have a life, girl. Ooh, okay. So, what do you think that looks like? Um. Well, you know, I may not be the best person in the United States of America or the world to ask. Um, <laughs> but you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> First of all, stop hating on my me and my lifestyle. Okay, so. I mean, what does it look like in general or for me personally? Because that's like two different things. So for me personally, um, you know, I just try to stay inside because there are a lot of things on the outside that can influence you to do things that are not of Jesus. Um, And I really don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? no. <laughs> What's outside, girl? Like, I mean, girl, it's like all types of temptations, girl, and just you know, trap music. It's just <laughs> Wait a it's just a lot of things. But no, on a serious tip, um, I am serious about that part, though. I am more of a at home person ish. I mean, compared to you, right? Right. I do like to go out in the world and enjoy myself but I think that um I guess you would probably say I stay at home more but anyway the point is um that's just like such a tough question because I feel like once you decide to live for Jesus it's just like well I okay well let me take it from this point so that church group that we always talk about, yeah. Um, I wish we could get paid for talking about that because we talk about it all the time. Yeah. But then we would have to pay ourselves because it was our group, right? Okay. Um, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but I remember like, well, that wasn't like when I decided to live for God, but that's when I really felt the pressures of like, what does it actually look like being a Christian? Um, just because I was a leader of a group. And I have, you know, people looking at me as a leader. So I'm like, my life has to be that example. And I probably didn't go anywhere for a year. Um, Girl, I definitely. <laughs> a year in a house? Oh my I'm God. just saying. Okay, that's like an over-exaggeration, you but not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also, like, just like, I, I had this overwhelming sense of, like, having to be perfect. Like, I could not do anything. It's like, oh my gosh. I can't, like, pull up on the scene listening to, like, <laughs> Juvenile. I don't even think I was listening to Juvenile at the time. Right. But, like, just stuff like that. I was so critical of myself for now being a Christian. It's like, I have to walk a certain way. Everything has to be in order. Like, my clothes have to be ironed. My hair has to be straight. I better not have one bad thought. Like, I was stressed out. I don't know if you remember. You, you was hardcore. Yeah, yeah I was hardcore <laughs> and I was stressed, girl. And then thank God for great people because y'all definitely was like, wait a minute, stop. Okay? <laughs> like, it's okay. And I was like, okay. Like, now I can have one hair out of place. Um. So, I think the big thing, um, you know, we always hear the whole verse, like, you know, we are to be 
in the world, but not of the world. And so trying to figure out what that looks like um, can be pretty tough. So I think for me, yeah, I'm still like a bad example though, because I don't really be doing nothing. But (laughs) (laughs) but I do think like it's okay to like go out. Like I like live music. Yeah. So I will like go somewhere like with you if you're like, oh, let's go listen to live music or like whatever, you know. Um, so I think those things are okay and they're not gospel artists, you know, these are, I guess, a quote unquote secular artist. Um, but it's okay to be aware like what's happening in the world. Like I think your actions in those environments is what sets you apart. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Um, well, I'm totally opposite of you. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I actually like to be out. Okay. Yes. And to travel the world and to see things and just to live my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a homebody at all. Uh-huh. I've never felt any like judgment or backlash for the life I've chosen to live. Mm-hmm. I'm not out here twerking on a handstand mm-hmm. <laughs> in nobody's video or anything Anymore, like that. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do feel like I represent myself well. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be embarrassed if, you know, Jesus rolled up on the scene on me because I wouldn't be doing anything yeah. that would be detrimental to the kingdom. Right. Um, and I just, I'm a, ever mean i'm a music lover mm-hmm. uh, i like to do things i'm just an outgoing person so sitting at home is not an option and i think a lot of people have the misconception that christians have to be boring mm-hmm. and you don't you don't um i mean you can't like you can't do anything you got to be covered up from head to toe got to take your communion <laughs> <laughs> just to be washed in the blood of jesus and Sitting on the couch reading your Bible. Girl, that is some life, okay? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Let me tell you something. For somebody out there. And not that I'm right. knocking it because yeah. as you have, you know, let the world know, you like that life, being at home and just, yeah. you know, doing other things. Not saying that mm-hmm. you don't enjoy listening to music or yeah. reading books or doing things, watching, going to the movies. Unless I get a twist, I'm not at home all the time. Yes, I'm just at is. home most of the time. Let <laughs> me all. But this year, 2017. Yeah. Oh, you know. Um, but so that's just, I mean, that's just like kind of how I roll in general. Like you just mentioned, like, you know, you could also talk about when you become a Christian, like, what does it look like as far as like how you're dressed? Like, I'm very reserved and conservative. So I'm just naturally going to be covered. I, even if I weren't saved, I think that's how I still would dress anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of it is about preference. Um, but two, it's kind of like you're representing, for sure, you're representing your father, especially like when you declare like, oh, I'm Christian. Now everybody is looking at you like, well, let me see. girl. I just, I, I really do feel like people get like, they want to zoom in on your life as soon as you declare who you are. Right. And so sometimes, not that you should ever do this, especially when it comes to Christianity, but it's almost easier just to be like... I'm just not going to say anything about it because as soon as you paint this picture, like this is the type of person I am, then people begin to hold you to this higher standard and don't like let you off of it. Girl, they're coming for blood. Okay. Girl, coming for everything. They be like, oh, I saw you roll your eyes at that girl, mm, but you said you love Jesus. I can't believe you now. And you like, I mean, I'm still human. human. <laughs> like, they forget that, right? Like, Yeah. 
being a Christian doesn't mean you're not human. Like you don't like you're never gonna have these unpure thoughts just because you're a Christian or you just automatically get a halo. Right. On it. <laughs> and right. I'm like, oh, boom, it happened. I'm a Christian and I'm not gonna do nothing bad. <laughs> right. Because you will fall short. Yeah. A lot. Um so I mean, I think when we say being Christian and single, the hardest thing is like dating. Yeah. That's the single part. Um, it, yeah, that dating thing because that temptation, child, Ooh. it's out there, girl. It is like out there. It's like a vulture. I mean, it's real. It's ready to suck you in like the black hole. It's like <laughs> not the black hole. Yes, girl. <laughs> it like sees you coming and it's like, <laughs> come to me, come play on the dark side, girl. Especially if your desire is to be married. Yep. I, so mm-hmm. I feel like it's easier to fall into that temptation, especially mm-hmm. if that's your heart desire. Yeah. Because you want it more, right? Like, Yeah. So then, yeah. But I think, you know, that's the great thing, though, about being Christian. Because, you know, once you decide, oh, I'm Christian, like, then you should be getting into your word a little more. Um, and just knowing that. You can live your life, but you're just set apart. So it just looks a little different. Um, But then, too, I still think it's some spaces, like, you should not be in. I mean, like, okay, let's not get too ratchet. (laughs) You know, like, you could go out, you could have fun, but you also don't have to be the person, like, turned up on the floor that had 12 drinks. Um, In some environments, you don't, you know, want to go in. And I think you just base that off of discernment. Right. Immaturity. I think mm-hmm. you get to a certain age and you're just like, this ain't even the scene I want to be in. Like, Right. Yeah, you definitely have to protect your own spirit. It's like, if you don't really have a purpose for being in it, like, you know, I don't really have a personal purpose to, like, be in the club. But if this club has a band and it's live music, yeah. then I'll be like, okay, that's a cool vibe. Um, or some karaoke yeah, or something like comedy. that. Yeah. Kind of like the House of Blues, because the House oh, of Blues yeah. can kind of go either way. Right. Like, it's a club, or it's, you know, if I'm going to see live music, that's fine, but I'm not just going to be like, let me roll up at the House of Blues, like, on a random Saturday night to party. Right. But that's just me. I mean, sometimes you need to, like, party, and it's okay, like, if you want to go out and dance, but I think, too. Because David dance. Yes. I mean, <laughs> you know, we talked about this before. I think, too, it's just all about what you do with where you are. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Because you don't want to be, like, stuck. Not even, like, stuck in the house. Because there are people who are not even Christian and are probably homebodies. I think homebodies are just, like, people who just prefer to be in the house. And that's fine. But, like, you can't be stuck in your house and, like, only reading the Bible. Only, like, opening your eyes to, like, the Bible and Jesus all the time. Because you live in the world, okay? And the world is going to punch you in the face when you walk out the door. <laughs> and so you need to know how to handle it. Handle that. Um and obviously you have the tools to handle it because you're, you know, you have your Bible and all that, but you still, you know, you have to be faced with situations. And if you never put yourself in, in, in anything like that can break you down. Oh yeah. Um, so I, well, I don't really know if this is like an example that fits with this, but, um, I worked at a place <clears throat> that I've mentioned before and, um, just being there Like, I was, I guess, attacked a lot for, even if, like, they allegedly were doing it in a joking way, but just, like, attacked a lot just for being happy and, like, oh, 
like talking about God and stuff like that. And I don't think, you know, if I would have like shut myself off to just being around people like that, that I would have been able to handle it the way I did. But most importantly, if I didn't have the word in my heart and just was walking in a spirit of boldness about God, then I wouldn't have been able to like face those things. So you don't want to be caught off guard, you know, and I think the Bible prepares you for life. So just because you live for God does not mean that you don't live life. It just means that you seek the word to figure out how to handle it. So whether that's dealing with singleness or what type of environments you should be in or anything, um, I just say seek God's word for it all and just do what's best for you. Right. Um, And so I guess then that comes to like our thoughts on like drinking and things like that because all those things are in the world too. Girl, because you know I dated somebody (laughs) that told me, girl, that I never compromise on anything. And I was like, well, tell me what is anything? Drinking and smoking. I was like, okay. um, Probably not going to compromise on that. But, you know, so. (laughs) But, you know, that's just me. However... You know, so you can't, you also have to be prepared, like, to be able to push things away and not let people, like, influence you in a certain way. Because some things are okay for other people, but they may not be okay for you. Right. I agree. Um, When you talk about drinking and smoking, I mean, to each his own, like you said. Mm -hmm. I mean, if that's something that you agree with, then so be it. But if not, then you should definitely be bold enough to say, nah, I'm not rocking with it. We we can't go down this road. Right, too. But you also don't want to, like, say, oh, like, I believe in the Lord. And I also am smoking a blunt in your face every day while I'm saying it. It's just, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, unfortunately, there's a certain standard that the world has put on people who, claim to be I mean whatever it is you claim to be whether it's like if you're Greek or you have a certain job title like Mm -hmm. there's a certain standard that comes with everything so you definitely have to be mindful of what you're supposed to be living up to but also know that you'll never be perfect and it's okay if you make a mistake um and then it just goes back to like what are your real intentions behind everything yeah in which it's not our place to judge people's intentions. It's our place to judge people's actions, as the word said. So, you know. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's kind of complicated. It is. Well, I think that was a pretty heavy but good introduction to get into our guest. Yeah. Let's get to it now that you have everybody thinking that I just don't come out to play ever. Because she don't. <laughs> All right. But it's going to change. <laughs> yeah, so we'll be right back. Hey, y'all. So we're back with our guest, Lauren. Yay! Uh, as I call her, Lo. So quick story, fun fact <laughs> about Lauren. I actually met her mom before I physically met her. I feel like I've known her for a very long time because her mom talked about her so much to my mom her mom and my mom are were friends um and she used to always talk about lauren and her sister and my mom has two girls so she you know they always talked about 
the girls. And years went by and I never physically met Lauren or her sister, but just heard so much about them. And in 2014, I feel like I started this job at a company and met a Lauren. I'm just like, wait a minute. <laughs> this couldn't possibly be the same Lauren that I've been hearing so much about for so many years back when I was in high school. And it turned out to be the same person. It was so crazy. Small how, world, small world. Right, how that worked out. Yeah. So what's up, girl? Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so super glad to have you on the show with thank, us thank y'all for having me yes girl thank yeah. you so we're gonna talk tonight about basically being young single living for god but having a life so i guess my first question would be when did you get comfortable in your walk to not care about others judgment about you know living your life okay so like you said um you knew my mom and anybody who knows my mom knows that she's all jesus all the time <laughs> she is she, she really is like if you talk to my mom and she gives you advice 90 percent of her advice is gonna be that word yeah. and so she she might throw in her uh personal experiences but she's never gonna give you personal experiences opinions it's always gonna be well this is what the word says about this and you know this is mm -hmm. what we have to live by so my whole life when you say grow up in the church mm -hmm. grow up in the church and you you just don't stray from that I mean of course you're gonna you be a teenager and you rebel and you bump your head but in your in my adult life I always you come back around to that word because that's your foundation. So that was my mm -hmm. foundation. So I've always been like really, really bold about my Christian walk because I don't, I really didn't have a choice growing up because in our house it was Jesus, period. Mm -hmm. That word, that's your foundation, period. Now you can go do what you want to do <laughs> and you can go bump your head if you want to. Mm -hmm. But when you get back to our house, right. yeah, this is all you got. This yeah. is all we got is the foundation. This is she raised um I'm the oldest of three and my mama raised us by herself and so that was what she relied on. And so in my young adult life, adult life, that's completely what I rely on. So it's my, that word is always my foundation. Mm -hmm. No matter what I go out in the world and go do and mess up and screw up, that word is my foundation. Um, but I've always been really bold about it. Most people who know me, if, even if they knew me just in elementary school, mm -hmm. they'll tell you, oh, yeah, she she in the church. You know, <laughs> she going to have fun and she going to be Lauren all day, all, every day. But she she going to get in that word and she going to give you word if if need be too and I'm I'm totally not scared to right. like share the word with people hey this is what i believe if you don't like it too bad so sad shame <laughs> on you but, <laughs> this is what you know this is my conviction this is my walk this is my boldness and this is what i stand on mhm mm it's always really good to have a word as that foundation because i feel like it, for a lot of people who have grown up like with the word in their house all the time and stuff like that, it's just like that surges your conviction at some point. And it's just like when you're in certain situations, it can't help but to come back up and out. What you eat <laughs> is what 
is going to come out. What you feed, my pastor says it all the time, what you feed, whether it's your flesh mm-hmm. or your spirit, whatever you feed the most is what's going to ooze out of you. Mm-hmm. So if you if you feed in your flesh, your flesh, yeah. your flesh, yeah. then when something arises in your life, that flesh is going to, you know, overpower your spirit if you're not feeding your spirit. Mm-hmm. So that word you got to feed continually, you know, feed your spirit with that word. I talked about earlier when uh, Ken and I were having some dialogue about Christians being boring. What are your thoughts on that? Okay, so this is my thing. <laughs> <with that. laughs> and and this is completely just how I how I see it. Being like I said that I I got saved at an early age, and actually I got double dipped. Um, (laughs) seriously, because I, I got saved at an early age and I completely knew what I was doing when I got baptized Mm and I was accepting Jesus as my savior. I knew who Jesus was. I knew about the cross and salvation and I had a complete understanding about it at, at eight years old. Um, so I completely, I wasn't like all the other kids just did it because your older cousins did it or whatever. Mm -hmm. I completely understood what I was doing, but again, you get older and as your relationship with God um, strengthens and as you get closer in your walk when you fall and you bump your head and he's there and he's the only person mm-hmm. you have there in your corner to rely on then you know I came back I got I got rebaptized because I just wanted to recommit my life to Christ saying that to say a lot of people have a misconception mm-hmm. that when you get saved you get this halo and <laughs> Jesus comes down and washes you pure as the driven snow and you don't have any problems and you know, life mm-hmm. is perfect and, and your walk is going to be perfect and he going to, you know, he just going to take care of you. That is a lie. <laughs> From the pizza From hell. the pizza <laughs> That is a lie. If, if anything, your life gets more difficult. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Once you commit to say, okay, God, here's my life. You take hold of the reins. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm surrendering all to you. Here I am, a willing vessel. Do what you want to do with me. All hell breaks loose. Because yeah. the enemy don't like that. Devil not, mm-hmm. he, he not, he not pleased with that boldness. So he gonna throw all kind of attacks on you. And the, and the biggest thing he throws at Christians, I think, is judgment mm-hmm. from your peers, um, people from people you. who don't know you at all mm-hmm. and they just see you. Mm-hmm. So I operate in ministry in my church. I, I sing in the choir and I've been in, in the choir forever. And so we're one of the faces that they see constantly. Mm-hmm. And so because we're out out front all the time and they see us and they only see us, most of the time they only see us in a church environment. Mm-hmm. Of course, here comes the judgment when mm-hmm. they see us outside of the church environment and mm-hmm. they see us in a different realm, um, a secular realm, you could say. Like y'all y'all were talking earlier about like in live bands. So me, I'm big on living an abundant life. So Christ says in his word that he comes to give you life and give you life more abundantly. A lot of people, if you read the word, Christ went to weddings mm-hmm. and parties and they would have these big feasts and they would have these wow. big festivals and all this kind of stuff and he was right there in the mix mm-hmm. now he was christ and he was still doing his thing he was saving souls and he was healing people mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but he was among the people and i think 
a big thing. People have this conception that we're supposed to be boring and that we're supposed to be mm-hmm. in this box. You can be a homebody and sinning. Right. You sure can, girl. Okay. You can be right at your house <laughs> and drunk. Yeah. Right? Yes. You can be right at your house and high. Yeah. You can be right at your house and watching stuff you ain't got no business watching hmm. and listening to stuff you ain't got no business listening and to. Laid and laid up with somebody who you don't up. need to be laid up with. Yeah, with somebody okay. you don't need to be laid up with. Hmm. And so... Because I'm out doesn't make me any more of a sinner than you being at home. Right. You could just see that. Judging me yeah, for being you, out. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> judging my life because I wanted to go listen to a little R&B or I wanted to go listen to a brass band or right. I wanted to go see a certain movie. Mm-hmm. Right. Kid y'all not. Case in point. So, me and my mom love seafood. We Louisiana in style hearts. We seafood lovers. Yeah. The casino. Yeah. Has a buffet. Wonderful buffet. All kinds of All seafood. All kinds of seafood. <laughs> We're yeah. eating. I don't gamble. I'm sorry. That's just not my thing. I'm not judging you. You know, that's your vice. Right. But that's just not my vice. Mm-hmm. It's not something I have to deal with. But, you know, the word does talk about gambling and, you know, that it's a sin to be um, not a good steward over your money. All that. However, me and my mama like literally cut through the casino, beelining to the to the buffet. We're going to eat. We're here to just eat. Mm-hmm. No alcohol, no nothing. This lady is on the slot machine, no lie, y'all. And she, you know, doing her thing and she see us. Church member. <laughs> That's how they get you, girl. That's how they get you. Right. What you doing in here? And I looked at her and I'm like. Me and my mama, we here to enjoy the buffet or whatever. Oh, because I thought you were gambling. <laughs> like her? <laughs> why you? Why she's in the midst of gambling? Like you sitting in the machine gambling, and I was like, Lord, just keep my mouth and my facial expressions mm-hmm. because sometimes I can control my tongue, but I can't control my facial expressions. But I mean, just like that, you judge me mm-hmm. for being in a place. Mm-hmm. I'm still Christian in this place. And if somebody was to walk up to me and say, ma'am, I need you to pray for me, I promise y'all. That's just the kind of person uh, Brandy can attest to that. I'd have been on my job. I'd have been in school. I'd have been everywhere. You need me to pray for you? I don't care who around. Let's get this prayer going. Let's get you some healing. Let's get you closer to Jesus. Let's mm-hmm. get your walk going. Because that's all he calls us to do is love. Right? Mm-hmm. right. Spread his gospel. Spread his love. Spread his name. Make his name great and whatever we do with our life to give him glory through our lives mm-hmm. whatever that looks like to you yeah and so you know humans and flesh we want to put a label or a certain look on on something what does a saved person look like yeah you know what exactly does that look like and that's a big me question. with my purple hair right. you know i'm saved mm-hmm this is what a saved person looks like. You guys are what saved people look like. Mm-hmm. Do we fall short? Of course. Absolutely. The word says all have fallen short of the glory of God. All. Everybody. There's not a person on the face of the earth. You could be a, a Bible. You could sit in the middle of your bed, read the Bible all day long, but you're going to have that one impure thought, right. and it's mm-hmm. going to make you a sinner. Right. And so you're no different than the person who might be struggling with homosexuality, who might be struggling with drinking, who might be struggling with, you know, anything mm-hmm. that's not of God. Anything that you exalt higher than God is considered a sin. It could be food. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gluttony. You know, gluttony is a sin, and, and no sin is greater than mm-hmm. the other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But God, He doesn't see that. I'm so God. I'm so glad He looks beyond our faults Ooh, and, and He's not like me. Our, our, our needs because, I mean, if He did, oh my God, we'd be in a world of trouble. Right. Hmm. Lauren, what advice would you give to a person that is struggling with people that judge? Know who you are in Christ. Mm-hmm. Know exactly what your relationship with Christ looks like. And um, like I, I, we had a little conversation earlier and I was telling y'all, people see you outside of your home and they see you in the streets and they see you walking. But they don't see when you're on your face before God. Mm-hmm. And they don't see the prayers you're praying for other people and they don't see you. They, they might not always see you helping your fellow man or clothing a naked or, or, you know, extending your home to somebody who's homeless or giving a ride to somebody who might not have a car. They might not see all your good works, mm-hmm. but as long as God sees, you know, mm-hmm. that you're giving glory to him, as long as he hears your worship, whether it be in private or in public, because truth be told, you could be in church every day giving public worship mm-hmm. some people have learned church culture and mm-hmm. they have learned you know the lingo and they have learned all the gestures and they look holy mm-hmm. and could not be living holy right. i'd rather be living holy and not looking mm-hmm. look a certain way to man than look a certain way yeah. and know i'm not living holy behind closed doors right. it's all about integrity for me so as long as you're comfortable with your relationship with God, with what you're, what you're doing for God, if you know you're reading your word and you praying and you fasting and you know and you being the best person that you can be, mm-hmm. that's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, what whatever situation you find yourself in, whatever <clears throat> venue you find yourself in, you can still be saved mm-hmm. and be right there in the midst. A right. lot of people, you know, they down the club and all this. You've ever been to a barbecue? You've been to a wedding? You know, you better get together at a house. If you got music, you got food, and you got, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. same same difference. It's just a different, you know. Yeah. People might go to a wedding where you got alcohol, you got food, you got, you know, music. And they fine at a wedding. and But you go to the club, and you got alcohol, you got food, you got music. And they go, oh, it's a nightclub. You know, mm-hmm. you seen it. Not necessarily. I, I think for some people, too, that's just kind of like, it just the, depends on what that atmosphere is because depending on the club environment like for my birthday a couple of times we've gone to a place um in new orleans that definitely caters to an older crowd it has like old school music so the vibe in there is not like i don't know i can't explain it but it's not like this dark vibe it's just fun um People just dancing, having a good time. You know, a couple of sugar daddies in there. You know, right. Wait a minute. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, it's not. But you know, some clubs right. are like dark vibes. Like you go in there, like it's smoke everywhere. You know, somebody might I be. I guess. I guess. I guess what I'm trying to say is, because because I've had this argument too many times to, yeah. to count. Just like no sin is greater than the other. Mm-hmm. No That's environment crazy. is different from the other. If it's a secular environment, it's a secular environment. If it's a Christian environment, it's a Christian environment. No matter how you spin it, yeah. you know, yeah. it's about you. It's about your personal relationship and your personal walk 
with Christ mm-hmm. that sets you apart from everybody, no matter where you might find yourself. Shoot in Walmart. If you up in there acting a fool, cussing out, you know, the checker. But I don't go to the club, though. Yeah. But I'm at Walmart acting a fool. Right. right. Same yeah. difference. You know, yeah. that's how Christ doesn't see I'm I'm not in the club, but I'm at Walmart acting a fool. Or he doesn't see, oh, I am in the club, but I, I'm, you know, I ain't in Walmart. Mm-hmm. He don't see that. He sees you being in his presence, un, you know, under his glory. That's all he sees. He sees you. He sees your heart. And that's it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like I agree and disagree. I just think that, um, obviously, it is about you at the end yeah, of the day. Like, because you show up in the environment and you set the tone for, like, your experience or people around you, their experience with you. But I, I do think that you need to be selective on certain places. Um, not so extra, like, oh, I don't go here, I don't go there. You know, like, you don't have to be so extra with it. Like, I don't go anywhere, like, ever. But some places, and for me, and, I, you know, everybody has a different viewpoint on that. I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm not going up in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are some places yeah. I will not go. There yeah. are some churches that I have oh, found girl. myself in mm, that and the spirit just, wasn't correct. Mm, you got to leave, child. You got to leave I got to roll. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to, you know, I'm serious. <laughs> Oh, um, church, church yes, is not they, excluded, yes, okay? Not this is talking about like, anything. Yeah, like. I don't care. It could be a nightclub. It could be um, a church. It could be any atmosphere that mm-hmm. I find myself in. And the Spirit of God say, no, ma'am, we got the role. All I right. love y'all with the love of God. <laughs> but, you know, right. I got the role. I can't. My spirit will not allow me to stay in this environment and be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Holy Spirit... That's why I was saying, whatever you feed, it's going to lead and it's going to guide you. So, a lot of times you find yourself somewhere and you're like, mm-mm, this ain't it, Lord. Let me let me roll on. Let right. me find myself somewhere else. I can't, I can't stay in this environment. Now, what I will say is, more so, because you are leading people to Christ and because they are human and because you do know people do have certain um, proclivities to, you know, different things that they see and they mm-hmm. hear. You do need to be mindful of where you find yourself for that reason. Mm-hmm. Not because you don't know what your relationship with God is. Yeah. But because if you're going to try to lead somebody, you got to lead by example. Because people going to immediately yeah. tag you hypocrite. Bam. That's it. And they're not going to hear anything else you have to say. You know. Yeah. They're going to immediately chop you off because, oh, I saw you in the club um, Friday night. I had and, the... And they're not going to biggest problem with that right so you talk jesus hung with the sinners he did he was not amongst the holiest of the holy because how you gonna save people that's already saved right and i gotta Mm -hmm. be able to meet you where you are right yeah like i and i not to say that i need to be like in the club all the time and trying to save souls and stuff like that <laughs> but i mean there is like the church we attend have that type of ministry oh, right yeah. like they we have, have a street i ministry. have been in the club before like i have been in a nightclub and i'm just chilling and somebody say oh i know you you go to such and such church i'm like mm-hmm. and we get to talking and before we know it before i know it you know like i said that word is coming up they're like oh i don't think i want to go to church or i don't think that's for me mm-hmm. and we talking Jesus. Now we in the midst of, you know, 
a, a club environment, but we talking Jesus. And before I know it, they at my church on Sunday. I'm so glad you invited me to come. I'm so glad, you know, I got a chance to actually like talk to you and meet you. And then I find people are more prone to receive you when you're genuine. Mm-hmm. I am who I am. Right. And this is all you're going to get. And Brandon's seen me in several settings, and so she can attest to this. Mm-hmm. I'm the same person everywhere you might find me. Yeah. Well, I'm going to speak the same. I'm going to talk to, you know, I'm going to talk to you, a person the same way I would. I don't care where you find me, whether it's at church, home, work, recreational, wherever you find me, I'm the same person. And they receive that more. And sometimes they'll be able to receive Christ from me in a nightclub being genuine with them versus somebody come in the nightclub with the with the intent of judging them like y'all shouldn't be in here and you shouldn't be drinking and you shouldn't be doing <laughs> trying to do ministry know? at the club. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I definitely feel that. I think it's radical and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But I mean, you really can't find Jesus anywhere. I have had testimonies of people who have been saved in the least likely places that you think a person could get saved. The mm-hmm. crack house. The strip clubs. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Right. I have friends of mine, they got saved in like the least likely place that you would think Jesus would, would be, you know, but he convicted their heart in the least likely places, you know, that, that the normal person would say only sinners go there or, mm-hmm. you know, only saved people go over here or you put people in a box and it's just like, Jesus don't put us in a box. Yeah, I think it definitely, um, we are called to be the light and so... As light, you definitely go where darkness is. I mean, that's the only way that light can shine. We're going to drive out the darkness. Yeah. But I I still think, too, you know, even if you are in those dark places, it's all about your motive. And, you know, it's only for God to judge your motive. He's the one who searches our hearts. It's not, you know, our duty as man to, like, search through someone else's heart to see what their motives are. Uh, But I think, you know, whatever is right for you in your relationship with God, then that's what you do. And if you are in those spaces, then, you know, just as long as your motives are pure and you're doing, you know, that's what counts. Uh, And I'm going to jump in right there and say something. If you know that you are not strong in a certain area, Mm -hmm. the Bible, it clearly says, you know, don't find yourself in diverse temptation. Meaning, if you know you're not strong in a certain area right now, if Jesus don't have you all the way mm-hmm. anchored in that area, then you don't right. need to find yourself. If you got a problem with alcohol, you probably don't need to be going to the club or going where they sell alcohol. Or going to the house party with or all the drinks. It doesn't matter, while, you know. Yeah, yeah. Where, where the drinks, if, if drinks are being served and you know that's your vice and that's your weakness, then you probably don't need to find yourself in that thing. Now, like I said, I've been saved for a good little while now. So, it's certain places that I could go. I can go and not have a drink and not, you know, and I'm fine. I'm good. I'm still, you know, I'm enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't do that because if you don't have enough word in you, you don't have enough stuff anchoring that your spirit, then you will find yourself, you know, being tempted by certain things. It's certain, it's certain people, like they can't, if I'm dating somebody, I know I'm I'm celibate right now, mm-hmm. and so no, you can't come to my house in my space. Mm-hmm. I can't invite you in my space. We can go and we can hang out and we can get to know one another, but you can't be in my space because I'm that's that's something that I'm working on personally. You know, that's that's something that me and Jesus working on. So I know we working on that. So 
okay, no, mm-hmm. you can't do that. So I will say that don't make sure you're anchored in a certain area before you you decide that you want to venture out and mm-hmm. before you find yourself caught up. Right. <laughs> you know, and then back on your knees, Laura, I'm sorry. Right. Sorry, me too. Right. Yes, she did. Or sister, sister soldier over there crucifying you. Right. <laughs> and sometimes Lord, you and sometimes you have to like unplug for a while oh, yeah. until you can get like I had a moment in my life where I was just like, I no, I ain't going, no, I I can't, nope, I'm not doing it. Um and so, I mean, I'm okay with the choice that I made with that. But eventually it did get to a point, like, if I had a friend who was celebrating their birthday and they're like, oh, we're going out after. Whereas before I would be like, well, you know, it hits me on the main line in the morning. Um, <laughs> you know, now it's like, oh, okay, I'll go. And I'm probably like the friend kind of sitting in the corner, like, or dancing with, like, just my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm okay to, like, enter those spaces on special occasions when I feel like yeah, it, you know? Like I don't turn up. Yeah. I, 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 it's no turn up, but yeah, I think too, but I've never it's not been. Like a constant turn up. Yeah. No. Balance. <laughs> but for some people balance it is, you know, yeah, like I've never been a turn up person in my entire life. That's well, just I never been my personality. So like I told yeah, Brandy earlier, yeah, my story is just, <laughs> I'm just a special case in general, but I, I did go through a moment where I was just cutting everything off, girl. Like, you want to go to the grocery store? Nope. What? <laughs> One story is that, mm-mm, none of this, no. <laughs> we all, I mean, you do have those phases of consecration. You have to have yeah. that personal time. I fast all the time mm-hmm. from different things. If, Like I said, if I know I'm struggling in my flesh with a certain thing, then yeah, cut off season. Social media alcohol whatever you know whatever it is sometimes you do have to completely unplug and it has to be completely just you and god Mm -hmm. like seriously you do the stuff that you know you have to do because we do live in this world you do the stuff like go to work you know and go to church and that kind of stuff but everything else all the distractions sometimes you got to get rid of the noise so i completely you know agree with that sometimes you do need to unplug but life is still all about balance for me. Yeah. Um, there's this cliche, and a lot of people think it's word. It's not word. It's really a cliche. But it says, don't be so heavenly minded that you are no earthly good. Mm-hmm. Meaning that, you know, everything in moderation. You yeah. Know, everything in moderation. Even the word in moderation. Because Sometimes you you can overload your you know you can overload your mind like you said if you just sitting in your bed all day long, um, reading your Bible and and you're not interacting with nobody. Who are you saving? Who are you bringing to Christ? Nobody. Mm-hmm. So you really not even carrying out what God asked us to do, mm-hmm. which is to be disciples of His Word and to spread His love. Right. So I just think the bigger point to that is you have to do first of all the most important thing I think is your heart, which God will pick apart, you know, and that's on him. And so that is really the determining factor to what happens in your life and like what you do, but also just do what's comfortable for you. Obviously, like we're three people sitting here who have three different experiences are are comfortable with three different things. Like, you know, and that's okay. You do what's good for you. Um, but just, I would say, remember as a Christian, you're set apart. Um, so whatever, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, um, it should look different because you are different. So, and I'd like to 
go ahead and end on that note. That's like some great dialogue, ladies. Thank you so much, Lauren, for coming yes, through. Yes, thank you, girly. I, I hope I kept, you know, kept it sophista ratchet. Sophista <laughs> than ratchet. I mean, because I'm sophista ratchet. This is a no judgment zone. Yes, no judgment. So no judgment. We appreciate you. Well, that's just my, my two cents. Hashtag my two cents. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, girl. And we'll be right back with our final thoughts. Hey, guys. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at God and Lemonade. And you can send your questions to details at GodandLemonade.com. Hey, y'all. Ken here with the final thought. I'm just so happy Brandy let me do it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I just wanted to say that, first of all, it is so awesome to be able to sit down with two other women and agree to disagree and be so different and still have respect for each other. I would say that the beauty about Christianity is everybody has their own personal relationship with God and nobody can define that for you. So, you know, whatever God has put in your heart to do and whatever path he has told you to walk, as long as as long as it is really from God, then you know what? It's okay. And I'm not here to side eye you and nor should anyone else, okay? So the scripture that I have is John 15, 18 through 19, and it says, If the world hates you, don't worry, it hated me first. The world will love you um, as one of its own if you belong to it, but you are no longer a part of it. I chose you to come out of the world so it hates you. Uh, so basically just saying that whatever you're doing, if you're living for God, somebody's going to have something to say for it. So just search your heart, make sure it's pure, and make sure you're walking the path that God has you to walk. Remember, guys, God is in the details.